Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Down to eight seconds left. Smith penetrates. Misses initially. It came under the rim. And that's going to do it. A pivotal March win for Michigan State. The Spartans help their tournament resume with a 70-64 victory over Michigan. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the BetQL Audio Network. Appreciate you listening via the radio.com app, watching us radio.com sports page over on YouTube and listening on 1430 in Denver. It's BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, BetQL and radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types. From the first time bettors to hardcore, make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. Our promo code daily, 20%. Any off any subscription over at BetQL. And speaking of BetQL, let's bring in the co-host of BetQLU. He's our executive producer. His name, Eli Herskovich. Follow him on Twitter by his name, at Eli Herskovich. He has a lot of people that uh, put him on alerts, especially this time of the year. Eli, uh, we are at the time when um, I'm sure it's not going to be one pick a day moving forward. Maybe one tonight, but uh, once we get into tomorrow, it's going to be uh, many, many picks a day. Uh, how did the show go last night? A lot of fun. Good show yesterday. We talked about Colgate toothpaste because Tom has a, a massive bet on Arkansas. So he literally threw out all the Colgate toothpaste from his house, uh, from his house. And his wife was a little pissed off yesterday. I think he has only crest now only crest toothpaste in his entire house. It's insane. So let me piggyback off of that, Eli, because I, I came super prepared today. Do you know that Colgate is the most bet on underdog to win in the first round. That's that's great. People could bet on Colgate all day long. That's fine. Have fun with Give me Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. <laughs> that is a that is not a good bet to me. But hmm. eight and a half points is a lot. Well, I wonder. Sometimes I wonder. You know. Well, I don't know. Colgate. You know, it's a Patriot League school. They're kind of repping the Patriot League and the Ivy League. You know. A lot of those people that go to those schools tend to have money. 
I, I wonder if there's some dynamic there, but that is, uh, according to some research I, I acquired, the number one handle most bet to win in the first round underdog is Colgate. And I think, by the way, it's on the money line. I think it's plus 300 on the money line, Eli. I don't, I, I, I need to get clarity on this. I don't think it is with the points. I think people are picking Colgate to win outright against Arkansas. The most bet, most bet underdog on the money line. They have played one single game opponent this year, and that's conference play, I guess, but two games against Army, actually four games against Army, two against Boston, four against Holy Cross, another two against Boston. So four combined against Boston, just looking at their conference schedule. They don't have a lot of single game opponents, and you're going up against a an SEC team. Yes, the SEC is down this year, but that's a physical team in Arkansas that should be able to dominate down low. By the way, I just got this text from our buddy, Nick Costos from you yeah. better. You bet. Uh, Joe, you mentioned how I'm going to have more than one bet each day of the tournament. He currently has 38 wagers in on the college basketball tournament. So like just games first round. Yes. Just first round games. How? I don't know. <laughs> I truly don't know. I don't want to see the, all the bet slips. What? Oh, so he's playing some totals. Is he betting every game? There's more than that's there aren't 38 games. Well, that there could said? be props too. He could do be doing some future stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. Futures, totals, totals. Win the region. Especially. Sure. Right. Sure. Right. You could do some of that. Uh, Eli, first off, what the hell are the schedule makers doing? People are pumped about tonight. They want to watch the games. And probably the biggest draw you have on the evening is UCLA, Michigan State. I know a lot of betters are back in Drake. We'll talk about that in a minute, going up against Wichita State. But the best game that you have is UCLA, Michigan State. Why is this thing tipping off at 10 o'clock Eastern? I don't know. It's like... Stupid! Right, it's stupid. I get why the, the committee and why the schedule makers made it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I don't understand why they had to make it for the... Sweet 16 in the, the Elite Eight for the next round. Why it had to be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Just weird. I, I get it because you're pushing a day, a day back, but then why push it two days back for the next couple of rounds of the tournament? But yeah, this game tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock basically our time. We'll see how late. What's the game before that on TBS? Drake, Wichita State. So there's no way that game goes more than three hours and they have to clean up the court. They have to, I'm sure, clean up the locker rooms. But yeah, I mean, best game of the night from a, from a team perspective, from a public perspective, and you're putting it at 10 o'clock Eastern, but that's, Hey man, they, they want, they want all the viewers they can get. You probably should have put it an hour earlier. Yeah. Wh why don't we start with that game? As long as we're talking about the, the late game, uh, Michigan state is favored by two Bruins come hobbling into this, uh, into the tournament. Um, Preston Johnson, he likes his Bruins. We talked about that earlier on in the week. Where do you side? I lean towards UCLA as well. So looking at the way the line has moved for this game, they could open a, around a pick one, and then obviously more money came in on Michigan State. There was no scenario that Michigan State was not going to be favored by two, two and a half, just because number one, they're a public team, just from the status of the Big Ten. Number two, it's Tom Izzo in March. So you always hear February or whatever, January, February, Izzo, April. This is his month typically, and I know Michigan State played better basketball down the stretch. If you look at, I know they got blown out in the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten tournament, but they they split with Michigan, so they clinched their tournament bid there. They beat Indiana, lost to Maryland down the road, but they beat Illinois and Ohio State in back to back games uh, in East Lansing. So you get those two wins, and 
and you attack on the Michigan game to end the regular season and you're in and UCLA, like you mentioned, Joe, they've struggled losing four in a row. They lost to Oregon state who won the Pac-12 tournament title. And I mean, that's a better loss than it looked like to begin the conference tournament. I, I wonder how Michigan state is going to shoot in this game. If Michigan state shoots lights out or at least 35, 38%, they're going to win this game. They're going to cover the line, but they're one of the most inconsistent three point shooting teams, not only overall in their body of work, but in conference play, the second lowest three point percentage in conference. Now this isn't your typical, I mean, UCLA is not a good defensive team about middle of the pack in pac 12 play. If they can keep Michigan state out of the paint though, and force them to hit jump shots, could be a long night for Michigan State if the jumper isn't there. Also, UCLA, even though MSU has the size advantage, Bruins should be able to get to the basket. Tiger Campbell has to be aggressive tonight. If he is in, if he is hunting for a shot, UCLA can win this game outright. Yeah, I'm 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 confused on a lot of things right now. Um, we have the whole hour, which is great. Eli, I know you talked about it before, but for new listeners, can you just explain again why they pushed everything back? Because my my circadian rhythm is off. I should be watching a game on my TV in an hour. <laughs> I know. Trust me, Ross. I, I get it. I think they were just giving teams an extra day in terms of COVID. And I th think they yeah. gave teams until Tuesday to bow out of the tournament because of COVID, uh, the COVID situation. So that gives them a couple more days. Or Is that why they changed travel. it for the next rounds too? It had to be. It had to be. I, I mean, at this point, if you're making it past the round of 32, Unless there's, because you could play, like Ross mentioned this last week, you could play with a minimum of five guys in your lineup. I doubt a team would do that. I mean, that's that's a that's a taxing game and a taxing couple of games because you're not you're likely not going to get those players back for the in in two days after if you if you won the Sweet Sixteen for instance and got to the Elite Eight with just five guys. But it had to be that had to be why. Eli, I was not surprised by the line move that move that we saw. Drake, Wichita State going through the zero. Got a, a flipping of the favorites. Wichita State opened as a two-point favorite, and now it's Drake minus two. Right. This all has to do with Shaq Hemphill. Drake's big, and it was expected he was going to be back. Honestly, I was surprised that the line didn't move quicker because it sat at plus two for a couple days. Um, I think it was Sunday night, and then maybe Tuesday this line started to drop once right. Hemphill was announced that he was likely to come back. And then the coach says he's coming back. That's Drake's leading score. Their second leading rebounder and Wichita state's interior defense is very susceptible. So if you get, you're getting your best big back. They also have Brody down low who had a solid uh, arch Manus tournament. Drake should be able to dominate this game in the paint. Wichita state is also one of the worst defensive rebounding teams in college basketball, like bottom 15, bottom 20. So if Drake can, can crash the glass and they're, they're good at that, they should be able to get second chance opportunities, should be able to play at their pace and, and win this game. This line's up to two and a half in some spots. So it's, it's tough for me to advocate, uh, advocate bet Drake because I got it at plus two. I also tacked on some plus one. I, I guess I liked it up to minus one, but two and a half is like, that's a four and a half point line swing at the least where it's tough to say bet it because of it, it's that drastic of a move. What about Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern? So here's the deal, Eli. You probably don't even know this, but I live like an hour from Mount St. Mary's. It is just over the border, Route 15 South, Central Pennsylvania, literally the first town after you get into Maryland. I know guys that have played there. A buddy of mine played at, played at the Mount. 
What do you like? I mean, I can just tell you right now, I'm betting on Mount St. Mary's. I'm picking <laughs> them to win because I don't know anybody that's ever done anything at Texas Southern. But for someone that actually knows and is an expert, what can you tell us on Mount St. Mary's, Texas Southern? Yeah, so this line's been flipping around the last couple days. Uh, Texas, I think Mount St. Mary's opened it as a one-point favorite. Then it flipped towards Texas Southern. I actually think, and then it's back towards Mount St. Mary's. Now they're they're favored by right. one, one and a half, depending on the book. I think there's some a little bit of value. I'm not going to bet it myself, but if I was to take a side in this game, I think there's a little bit of value in Texas Southern just because of uh, Mount St. Mary's turnover issues. They're bottom 100 in college basketball and turnover percentage. Chris Baldwin could be a player to watch for Texas Southern in this game, along with Michael Weathers. I I like Texas Southern's guards in this game, especially with their ability to create turnovers. Now, uh, Texas Southern also has a size advantage in this game. So if they're able to create inside and Mount St. Mary's is one of the worst interior defenses in college basketball, similar to what I was talking about with Drake and Wichita State, I think there's a little bit of value now that the line has flipped back to Mount St. Mary's as a favorite. Anything on the other uh, game tonight, the other 16 matchup, Appalachian State, Norfolk State? Yeah, I have a lean towards App State in this game. Nothing, Nothing's too strong for me. I, I know Nick's on Norfolk State. I know some other people on Norfolk State. But, yeah, nothing super strong. Why is State. Nick betting Norfolk State? I'd love to know. I mean, I, I, that pretty much defies it, right? <laughs> 38, 38 uh, I guess that's combined with first four and round of 64 bets. And if Norfolk <laughs> yes. State, App State is one of them, look out, people. Look out. Okay. All right. So what game tomorrow? And maybe, I don't know if you want to start with the early games or what, Eli. Yeah, let's but... go in chronological order. Okay. okay. So okay. we've got Virginia Tech. Well, you know what? I want to start with that Colgate-Arkansas game because that's a noon game, same as Virginia Tech-Florida. And we we're already talking about it. So let's close that loop. You, you're not feeling Colgate at all. I, dude, I, I told you I watched the Patriot League playoffs. I watched them destroy Bucknell. They look good as heck to me. They got a good point guard. I I know, but they got a couple, they got actually got a pretty good big man. I I thought, I think Colgate's pretty good. I might like, I think Colgate might pull this off. Dude, Jordan Burns is a great point guard. Like that's an elite score when he wants to score. I mentioned this with Tiger Campbell, UCLA's point guard. We were talking about UCLA, Michigan State. When Campbell is hunting his shot, UCLA is that much better. When Burns is hunting his shot, especially in this sort of a setting, when Arkansas is going to run all over Colgate, this is going to be in, I mean, this is one of the most highly bet overs in the beginning of of this week uh, for the first round because Colgate wants to push the tempo. If you think about tempo right now, Arkansas and Colgate both have a top 40 adjusted tempo in college basketball. I I like Colgate's guards. They could shoot it at a very high clip. Jack Ferguson, I bet on Loyola, Maryland on Sunday. Uh, Santi Aldama is one of the better bigs in, in that Patriot League and really among the major schools. And Jack Ferguson just went off from three and made that thing like a five or eight point game consistently every time Loyola, Maryland made their run. Colgate has to shoot the lights out. If they want to pull this off, and I know they have the third highest three-point percentage, but that's coming from a Patriot League where they played nobody this year. And I was surprised Loyola Maryland had all those struggles, but it clearly had to do with that COVID layoff too because they came back and nearly pulled off the Patriot League tournament title. Arkansas, though, like I mentioned, a big size advantage in this game. If you want to look up a guy that is is ugly, just flat-out ugly on the floor and ugly <laughs> to watch too, Connor what? Vanover is a disgusting human being, but he's seven <laughs> foot three. And Colgate what? is the ninth highest two-point squared rate of the country. So if Arkansas could dominate inside with Justin Smith and Vanover, it should be a blowout too. 
Yes. Look it up. Look it up. He is I gross. Am. Hold on a <laughs> second. What is his name? What is so gross why about are you him? saying that on national radio and on the internet? Why, you're not supposed to. We do not appearance shame in 2021, Eli. What's his name? I'll do it. Connor, Connor Vanover. Connor Vanover. What is so gross about him? What is for gross? who? His, his face. His face is disgusting. For who? Connor Vanover for for. for looks like you. No, he does not. He has braids. He has braids, Joe. There are pictures with braids. A seven foot three guy with braids. So, his right. face is something right. else, man. It's, okay, it's got like patterns, weird patterns on it. I don't know what's going on. There's patterns uh, on his face. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> How are you fucking to get fired? You can't say stuff like that, dude. He's gonna. We we're gonna try and uh, bring Eli back, but he might get canceled during the break. We have the rest of the South region and the Midwest region to go over. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, and Eli Hershkovich. This is BetQL Daily. You're locked into the BetQL <laughs> Audio Network, I think. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So Houston needs two scores and they need the first one very quickly. Giroux, his three swirls out. Loose ball. ATN's got it and the Shockers have the win. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the BetQL Audio Network. And we're here with our guy Eli Herskovich the rest of the hour helping you with your bracket survivor pool. Just game-to-game betting for the first round of the NCAA tournament. And Eli, we, we started off with the South region, so let's stay there. I believe this is the first game. Is this the first game? Yeah, first game on Friday. It's Virginia Tech going up against Florida. This thing is sitting at a pick it seems to me like Vatek is uh, is pretty sneaky here because they have some big wins over quality opponents uh, like Virginia and Nova this year. Yeah, this this line keeps going back and forth between a pick and Florida laying a point. I think Virginia actually opened as a one-point favorite. So it's been about a two-point line swing over the course of the week. No real matchup advantage in this game at both ends of the floor. Virginia Tech, their best offensive attribute is getting to the free throw line and also shooting the three ball but they were a bottom five team in ACC play and in three-point shooting. Overall this season, they could shoot the three at around a 35.7% clip, but Florida's perimeter defense is very stout, and they don't allow a lot of three-point looks either. Uh, it's tough to get shots off them from behind the arc. So I have a tough time backing Vatek. Yes, Joe, they have some good wins. They beat Virginia, but also, what do you make of the ACC? And for that matter, what do you make of the SEC? Because if you look at the full body of work in both conferences, 
I have a hard time trusting teams from either conference in the tournament. Now you get one from each matched up against one of one uh, against one another. If I was to bet this game, though, I think I would go with Florida. They have a size advantage in this game, even though Vatek is a pretty good big in Aluma. I think Castleton can handle him down low. He did it against Derek Culver in, in that Florida-West Virginia matchup, going back to the SEC Big 12 Challenge. And Trey Mann's going to be healthy. Uh, he just came back from the migraine situation, going back to uh, last Saturday or last week, I should say, in the SEC tournament. So just from a shooting standpoint, and because Castleton's a pretty good presence against uh, Vatek's big at Aluma, if, if I was to bet the game, I would go with the Gators. Do you ever bet, Eli? I know we're going in order here. So next up, I guess, is Drexel, Illinois, which is the question I wanted to ask. Do you ever bet the one sixteen game and just take the points, take the 16 and the points? No. The only, the only look I would give in that game for Drexel is first half. That's the only – if Illinois is any sort of a letdown – it probably is in the first half of that game. But Drexel has no size to match up against Kofi Coburn. So let's say Coburn gets a foul trouble, picks up two early fouls, has to sit out the rest of the half. Maybe Illinois as a team is disengaged. Io DeSumo, the best player. And I think he won AP player of the year. So I know Jake's USA, fist, today. USA Today player of the year. So Garza didn't get that, but Garza is probably going to win the Naismith at this point. If DeSumo has a rough half, if Illinois isn't shooting well, maybe Drexel covers plus 11, plus 11 and a half first half. But I am not taking any sort of a 16 seed this time around. Maybe the only one I would give a look to would be the winner of Mount St. Mary's, Texas Southern going up against Michigan. But that's it. That's the, because I think Texas Southern against Michigan could be an intriguing matchup if, if Michigan turns the ball over, if Texas Southern ends up coming out with a win outright tonight against Mount St. Mary's. But otherwise, uh, otherwise Ross, now. Okay, so I got to ask you guys while we're talking about it. It, do people have Illinois fever in Chicago right now? Oh my God, they're going nuts! Yeah. Oh, they are. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, because you always say that it doesn't really happen unless they're good, and but every, like everybody, everybody's, everybody's all on board now. Yeah, they're a little disappointed because um, they're they might face Loyola in the second round, so only one of them is going to move on to the Sweet Sixteen. Oh, that so does stink. It, they should. It have does. Done that. Yeah, Loyola's That's top awful. ten. Loyola's top 10 in Ken Palm, your favorite, and they get an eight seed. Like it's it's ridiculous. And, and how do you George explain Tech, that, Eli? How do you explain that? How does how do you and Ken Palm explain that? <laughs> well, I will say I was more surprised, Joe. Georgia Tech wins the ACC tournament. And I know the lines fluctuated. That's actually a game we need to get to because of the Moses Wright COVID situation. And yeah, what, what, why don't you hit that one next? Because they're going to, like I mentioned, the – the winner of this is going to play Illinois and, and this line's all over the place due to some news yesterday up to six, but really Jeez. quickly Georgia tech gets a nine seed. They win the conference tournament. Clemson gets a seven seed in the same region and they didn't play uh, in the, or they lost to Miami outright in, in yeah. their first game of the quarterfinal of the conference tournament made no sense. That was the biggest gripe probably I had with the committee besides Oklahoma state, but uh, Loyola Chicago. So that line opened at around, I think it was two and it's all the way up to six because I saw some pickums on Sunday. Okay. So really open, really soft openers then opened at a pick. Yeah. It's up to six. Now Moses, Wright, A potential ACC player of the year candidate, Jose Alvarado, Georgia tech's point guard also in the mix, but Moses, Wright Out for the game. Georgia tech now has no true big to match up against cam Crutwig, who I believe was the, Missouri Valley player of the year out of that conference. Two possessions, though, is a lot. 
for a Georgia Tech team. See, here's my problem with this. If Loyola Chicago had any sort of turnover issues that Georgia Tech could expose, I, I would feel comfortable taking the six, even without Moses Wright. That is, it's, is Moses Wright really worth three and a half points? Maybe against Crutwig in terms of the matchup, but that's a lot of points for a really good defensive team in Georgia Tech. Really good guards in DeVoe and, and Alvarado that could light it up and could speed this Loyola Chicago team up because when Loyola Chicago operates at its best, it's controlling the tempo, slowing things down, getting the ball to Crutwig in the high post, and 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 again, playing at that ultra-snail-like tempo. Georgia Tech will probably want to speed this game up without Moses Wright. Six points, man. I, I If I was going to bet this game, I would bet Georgia Tech plus six or stay away. Is there anything to say, Eli, about Baylor, Hartford, or Ohio State, Oral Roberts, or should yes. we just move on to Utah State? Oh, okay, evidently there is. Go ahead. Yes, Oral Roberts, I bet him yesterday at 16 and a half. It's down to 15 and a half against Ohio State. I would take the 15 and a half. I I'm totally fine with that. Ohio State's perimeter defense is very vulnerable. <laughs> we saw that down the stretch in conference play. I was surprised. They played really well in the Big Ten tournament, uh, especially without Kyle Young, but we, I've been looking stuff up. There is no official report that Ohio State's big Kyle Young is going to be out for this game, but he hasn't been in team photos, so it seems like he's not going to be in Indianapolis. Oral Roberts has one of the best guards that nobody knows about, one of the highest scoring guards in college basketball, and Max Asmus. Uh, it's it's a heck of a What's name. What's his name? Max Asmus. <laughs> it's a heck oh, of a name. Rough childhood, man. It, hey, man, it's not a great name. But the guy could score, and he's one of the best three-point shooters. Mary Asmus, Max. Let's call him that over there. <laughs> it's a heck of a name and a heck of a three-point yes. shooter for an Ohio State perimeter defense that is one of the worst in college basketball, at least down the stretch. We saw them get exposed once teams started to hit shots. You know, you know I got to stop you for a second. We talk about Ohio State, and I know their defense is an issue, efficiency, they're like 79th, whatever it is. I know it's a problem. But what we don't mention is they are elite offensively. And in this specific – I mean, sell me more on this. Ohio State, they're top five in offense in the country, coming out of arguably the best conference in the nation. And, yeah, or Roberts can score a little bit, but they also play zero defense. Yeah. It's going to be a high-scoring game, and the totals ticked up about a point and a half, two points. So if you want to take the the over, Tom and I were talking about this last night on BetQLU, to take the Oral Roberts team total over instead of betting the game, I think that's mm -hmm. a fine look, too. I, I just don't see how Ohio State's perimeter defense is able to match up with an inflated line. Ohio State wins three straight games in the Big Ten tournament. They're going to get an inflated line, especially with the close game against Illinois in the Big Ten Championship. So, listen, Ohio State might win this game by double digits, but Oral Roberts should be able to hang around and keep this thing with the 15, 16 points. Utah State, Texas Tech, Eli, you got anything? Yeah, uh, I love Utah State's big, uh, one of the best bigs, Namus Kata, in college basketball, not just among in the Mountain West and among mid-major programs. He's going up against a very tough defense, and I know money is coming in on Utah State the last couple of days, bumping this line down from five to four. It opened at four and a half, so we saw some early Texas Tech money come in. But Texas Tech plays that no-middle defense that's going to prevent opponents from getting the ball into the lane, and more importantly for Utah State, getting the ball to their best interior score in Kata. If Kata can get the ball down low consistently on the block and operate with some space, 
he's going to dominate this Texas Tech front line that is not that big. It's not like the one from two years ago where they had Tariq Owens, one of the best shot blockers in college basketball. They don't have that lengthy athletic big to match up against Kata. But then again, knowing Chris Beard, he's going to double Kata and force Utah State to hit jump shots, at least from behind the arc. And Utah State is not a consistent shooting, uh, three-point shooting team. They have uh, Miller, Brock Miller, who can, when he gets hot, if, if Brock Miller gets hot tomorrow, Utah State can win this game outright or, or on Saturday, whatever day the game is. But if, if Utah State's perimeter shooting is cold and Chris Beard recognizes it early, doubles kid down low with that no middle defense, Texas Tech is going to win this game by two possessions. This is BigQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, Eli Herskovich hanging out for the entire hour, breaking down the bracket. And let's continue to move up in the South region. Purdue and North Texas, the Boilermakers are favored by seven and a half. Seven and a half now, uh, Purdue, they, they look good of late. What do you think? Here's my problem. I like Purdue, and I hate the South region because there are a ton of teams. I know everyone's talking about, oh, the East region is wide open, which it is to an extent because of the liver's injury for Michigan. But 100%. this – Yeah, but, the, but this South region is – we'll see how Baylor comes out. If they come out of the COVID layoff or not the COVID layoff, they come out of this week break and say, okay, we're back to the team we were defensively. They're going to run through this region because of the way they defend with those guards and the way they shoot the three ball. But you look at the rest of the region, if Baylor is still off defensively, again, they're, they're outside the top 40 in adjusted defensive efficiency. You look at a potential Baylor versus North Carolina, or Wisconsin matchup. That is a tough test for Baylor. Um, just like a lot of these one eight matchups across the across the bracket, if they get Purdue in the Sweet Sixteen, just I'll get back to Purdue North Texas in a second, but that is a tough matchup for Baylor because of Purdue's bigs. Then you look at Arkansas; if they get all the way to the Elite Eight and face a Baylor. Arkansas can run up and down the floor with you and match every three that Baylor can offer, especially with Macy Oteigen. Let's say Ohio State's defense runs through the bottom of the bracket and isn't an issue. Dwayne Washington can score bucket for bucket with Baylor. So I am not sold on Baylor. And even if that defense comes back a little bit, uh, it, it's still concerning for me just because of the way they play down the stretch back to Purdue, North Texas, Purdue size should dominate a, a mean green team that is limited with, with their depth and with their size. The question is if me, if, if, if North Texas can shoot the three ball, because if they're on from three, it's not going to matter how efficient Zach Eady and Travion Williams are down low. This feels like an upset to me. Uh, Purdue lane seven and a half. I have Purdue getting to the final four. Wow. It's just, if you can get past this game for Purdue and then you face the winner, uh, they get the winner of, uh, let's see here, a uh, Villanova Winthrop. And that, that would be a tough test for Purdue in the second round going up against a Winthrop team that can similar to North, Te uh, North Texas run up and down the floor and hit their open shots. But with Winthrop, they get to the rim and transition. I just wonder if North Texas is going to have the legs in this game to keep up and especially match up against those Purdue bigs in, in Edie and Travion Williams. Also watch out, out for Jaden Ivey. He's going to be an NBA player, whether it's this year or next year. That's an elite score that can have a big NCAA tournament. Um, we In the time we have left this segment, Eli, because there's some big games next segment we're going to get to, Rutgers. Rucker, I mean, Eli's going to spend the whole segment on Rutgers. I love it. UNC, Wisconsin. But right now, Oregon State, Tennessee, Liberty, Okie State. I have Okie State, by the way, going to the national championship game. Ever heard of it, Eli? Yikes. Wow. Yikes is all I have to say. Liberty might you know, win. Yeah, man. I, I'm concerned for you, Ross, because I, people like you, 
are going to say public people are going to say Oklahoma State, Cade Cunningham. They're, that would be a heck of a Sweet 16, by the way, Illinois, Oklahoma State. I have a sumo against Cade Cunningham. But Oklahoma State has to get out of the first round. And Liberty can slow down the tempo to a snail pace. Mentioned that with some teams earlier. They can, with McGee, who's one of the most efficient point guards in terms of not turning the ball over, they rebound the ball well, too. I know Oklahoma State has a size advantage, but Liberty's one of the best game rebounding teams in college basketball and an experienced team at that. We saw them upset Mississippi State going back to the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago as, I believe, a 10 seed. I think it was like a 10-7 matchup. So if Liberty can yeah. slow down the tempo, make Oklahoma State play in the half court, they could win this game outright, Ross. So I wouldn't say it's a given that Oklahoma State gets to the second round. Ooh, I mean, but Oklahoma State is Listen, uh, I've seen list. this before, Joe. They you, could. Ever see, you ever heard of Danny Manning? <laughs> you ever heard of Carmelo Anthony, John yes. Wallace? They got the best yes, player. Yes, yes. They're going. They're going, Eli. I, I do lean uh, with Ross that they are going to win, but a lot of people believe that Liberty could win in that first round. High-variance team. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, Eli Herskovich. More on the first round next on the BQL Audio Network. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kate Cunningham, five seconds remaining. He's going to get one more up. It rolls off the rim for the first time ever. Texas wins the Big 12 championship game. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the BetQL Audio Network. Our college hoops guru, Eli Hershkovich, with us for the entire hour. We continue to break down every game that you will be betting or picking on Friday. There are a couple games here in the South that we have not gone over. And Eli, I got to say, I just, I can't wait. So tomorrow I'm supposedly host co-hosting with Eli and uh, we'll be going over the entire brackets. And, um, Ross, Eli, get, he takes this stuff to heart. So when it's bracket bus, he's like on the brink of tears, man. Because like, he like, spends... a, like, like an eight-year-old? <laughs> yes. Oh, so yeah. wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second, Joe. I had a yeah. great bracket two years ago. I had I had three of my final I had three teams of my final four teams in the final four. I had yeah. Auburn, 
I had Tennessee, which was, I mean, they, they lost to Purdue in the Sweet 16, but they were a bucket away from winning that game and potentially getting to the lead eight against Virginia. I had Michigan State. I had Texas Tech. I had three of the Final Four teams, and Joe goes, when his bracket busts, he's upset. My, okay, my point, a couple years ago, you were looking to get in the pool, and, and I sent you a couple different links to some pools going on. You you got in, and like the first day, you lost a bunch of games. Oh, yeah, and you SMU. Were just so SMU upset. to the Final Four. Yeah. I loved, yeah, SMU, I loved yeah. that SMU team. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I love that SMU team, man. And yeah, they broke my heart of the first round against USC. Uh, there are two more games in the South on Friday. We have not hit yet. North Carolina against Wisconsin in the 8 9. And the 512 Nova and Winthrop. I know you have strong opinions on both. Yeah. So, well, first off, I got to say, I loved um, Roy Williams coming out yesterday and saying his favorite deli sandwich to get was a tuna fish sandwich because guess what? Mine is Gross. too. Do you hate What's tuna? Ter- you're kidding, right, Eli? No, I'm not. <laughs> it's Please a great tell call. me you're kidding. It's a no, great he's call. I, I, when he used to bring Your his fa- lunch to the score, Your he would bring tuna. deli sandwich? Is a tuna fish love, sandwich? Love me some tuna, man. Love he would bring it to tuna. work all the time. Yeah, yes. 100%. Gross. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Eli. Love it. And you were making fun of the Arkansas kid for what he looks like? This has been one of your worst hours of radio <laughs> podcasting ever. At least I mean, first of all, First of all, you might get fired by tomorrow for what yes, you said. So. You, you can't appearance shame. You can't do that. Ross, like, you've appearance shamed me for the entire year. And you, you still have a bald spot, so that's pretty rough. When did he make I, fun I of you? I do have look? a bald spot. That's why everybody should go to keeps.com. Use code Ross. Get out of here. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> get out. I'm done. Moving that's like, to Wisconsin, that's like the, North Carolina. That's, the, that's literally the fifth thing that Eli's going to wow. delete for the podcast. <laughs> Ross just put an advertiser that isn't yeah, he on did. our show. Yeah. You called out my ball spot. That is a joke. You that called out my ball spot. That's a joke. Wow. That's a joke. Wow. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. I UNC. Mean, shameless. That's yeah, to say the least. Uh UNC has a size advantage in this game. If UNC's bigs come to play, they're going to absolutely dominate. Nate Reavers down low, one of the worst interior bigs defensively. And then again, offensively, man, they were so good and so crisp last year when they won 10 straight going into what would have been the NCAA tournament. We had, we both had them at like a hundred to one. I think they could have made a run this year. It's been completely different because in big 10 play, they haven't shot the three ball at a high clip at, at, at to say the least. So unless they're on from three, which could happen, they have some really good shooters, but they've been so inconsistent. One of the worst three point shooting teams in big 10 play. If UNC's bigs again, if they establish themselves early, this is going to be a blowout. But if you let Wisconsin play at their pace and slow it down, kind of like Liberty Oak state, just a different kind of a matchup, a Wisconsin could hang around in this game. The line at, at UNC minus one and a half. I would lean Tar Heels, but staying away. Okay, so the other game that Joe mentioned was Winthrop Nova. Very curious to get your thoughts on this. Seems like everybody is picking Winthrop. Yep. Yeah, it's another public dog. Not just out, not just against the spread, Ross, like you mentioned with Colgate, but on the money line. I think Winthrop can win this game outright. I'm just waiting to see on the status of Justin Moore one of Villanova's other lead guards. So they're without without Gillespie, who's done for the year. The game after that against Providence, Justin Moore gets banged up. He misses the Big East tournament. They lose outright to Georgetown in the quarterfinal. Now they're going up against a Winthrop team that, yes, Villanova doesn't turn the ball over often, 
but those metrics are aligned with Connor Gillespie and Justin Moore being on the floor. How can you trust this Villanova backcourt without their two lead ball handlers against a Winthrop team that can absolutely turn you over? So if Winthrop can can create takeaways, get to the rim at the other end where Villanova is most susceptible defensively, Winthrop also a pretty good rebounding team, especially on the offensive end. I know Villanova has the size advantage, but similar to uh, Liberty, a very good game rebounding team, Winthrop could very well win this game outright. Uh, this is BetQL Daily. Joe Strowski, Ross Tucker, Eli Hershkovich, and Eli. After Liberty moves on after uh, beating Oklahoma State, they will play the winner of Tennessee and Oregon State. The Vols have a great defense. They're favored by eight over the Pac-12 winner. Yeah, I I want to take I want to take uh, Oregon State. I really do. Ethan Thompson, a really fun player to watch for Oregon State, really carried them to that Pac-12 tournament title. They had a guy in Tinkle last year. I think he's the son of the coach. Could really shoot the three ball. Could really space the floor. But I think their offense has been opened up without him. Joe, you mentioned it earlier in the week. Some betters got some Oaks, uh, not Oklahoma State, uh, Oregon State, like a hundred to one to win the Pac-12 tournament. And they, 300. 300, yeah. That's Kanish got 300. Wow. I don't know how, I don't know who told him to make that bet because he didn't do it on his own. That is a heck of a bet <laughs> for somebody. That's not a shot of Kanish. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know anybody that was taking Oregon State to, to win the Pac-12 tournament title. Maybe maybe at that point, he was just looking at long shots. But um, on to this game, Tennessee has a size advantage. I don't think we know the status of John Fulkerson, who got really banged up in the quarterfinal of the SEC tournament last week, like got smashed in the face by Patrick Young. Young of, of Florida threw an elbow at, at Fulkerson, and he went down, missed the Alabama game. They ended up losing that game in the second half. So if Fulkerson plays, I definitely have a strong lead towards Tennessee, even though this is a three-possession line. Some really good scores in Keon Johnson and, and Jordan Springer, uh, two freshmen that could really light it up when they're uh, pushing the ball in transition. So I, I'm, I lean towards the Vols. We've waited long enough, Eli. Rutgers Scarlet Knight basketball. Heck yes. Heck yes. Can't remember the last time they were in the tournament. It's been a while. They're taking on Clemson. I literally picked Rutgers in the bracket because of you, Eli. Aww. Because of you. If Rutgers loses, I'm going to be upset with you because you bet on them every time I'm ever on the show. You better be betting on them tonight, and they better win. I'm just telling you that right now. Tomorrow night, but yeah, I'll be I'll be on Rutgers tomorrow night. I'm on Rutgers. I have a good amount of money on Rutgers. Like Shocking. I mentioned, Clemson, yeah, Clemson is was overseeded to begin with, and Rutgers has the defensive mismatches in this game. Clemson relies on their three-point shooting at a top 33-point scoring rate, which means that a majority of their points come from behind the arc, and they're not a great three-point shooting team. So they rely on a, on, a, on something that isn't even a strength, and Rutgers has one of the better perimeter defenses in college basketball. You top that off with Clemson has turnover issues. And when Rutgers is dominating games or at least winning games by two or three possessions, they are turning you over. Uh, at the second highest clip in Big Ten play, that's what Rutgers' opponent's turnover rate was. So if, if Geo Baker and Jacob Younger get into the passing lanes and enforcing turnovers, Rutgers is, is winning this game and covering the line at one and a half. Got this line at one, but I would bet it up to uh, Rutgers minus one and a half. All right. Uh, Let's not act like Clemson isn't a quality opponent here. I mean, they beat, they took down Bama and Florida State this year, right? Yeah, I mean, that was at the beginning of of, of non-conference play. I will say, or at right. least though, before those teams ascended. Like, Alabama was not right uh, was not right defensively at that point in the season. So, I, 
Clemson peaked early. That's one team that peaked early, especially like I mentioned in a conference that I have a tough time backing in the tournament in the ACC. All right. How about a team uh, that you have backed a lot this year, but we don't hear much chatter on lately, West Virginia, because they, uh, they came stumbling in. They've lost three of their last four here and they're heavy favorites against Moorhead state in the three fourteen. Yeah, I have a tough time backing. I want to back Morehead State in this game, but if West Virginia's hitting shots, and Morehead State actually has a pretty good perimeter defense, but if they're hitting shots, uh, Morehead State could be in trouble because West Virginia has one of the more efficient and dead-on three-point shooting teams, and it, it goes for an entire game when they're on from three with Taz Sherman and McNeil and Miles McBride, their point guard. So if West Virginia's on from three, they're going to blow Moorhead State out. But if Moorhead State's able to slow down the tempo a little bit, get Derek Culver against matched up against uh, Joanny Broom, who's one of the more underrated bigs coming from the Ohio Valley Conference in college basketball, they blew out a Belmont team that shoots the three ball like no other. So West Virginia is not the same makeup of Belmont because they're still a decent defensive team, even though they've regressed in that matter this year because of how much they rely on their offense and kind of speeding things up uh, at that end of the floor. But if Broom could get going against Culver, get him in foul trouble, let's say Osaboye gets in foul trouble. Uh, West Virginia is arguably their most important defensive player uh, because of how much he does for them switching one through five. West Virginia could be in trouble if those two guys have to sit on the bench for a little bit. But I would lean towards, I would honestly lean towards West Virginia because I do expect their three-point shooting to get going early. But if, if again, if this is a uh, a half-court kind of a game, it could get interesting. Eli, what about Syracuse-San Diego State? I think that might be the last game we haven't touched on. Yeah. So that's the Friday night capper, I believe, 940 Eastern. It's going to be, I can't wait for this game because if any of you watched the uh, ACC tournament, Buddy Bayheim mo- m- might be the hottest three-point shooter right now going in college basketball. Just the limited amount of space that he needs to get off a shot, let alone you know a turnaround jumper in the lane. It's it's impressive to watch, and that's how you beat San Diego State. Yes, they have the they have the second lowest adjusted defensive efficiency in college basketball or in, in conference play, eleventh overall in college basketball. Syracuse's defense, nothing to write home about, even though it improved down the stretch. If Syracuse is on from three, if Beheim is hitting his shots, Syracuse is live to win this game at plus three. Lined open at around, I think, one and a half towards San Diego State. Got up to three. That's not even like COVID-related. That's all about just the market being in love with this San Diego State defense. Could have right. made a run last year. Uh, they're healthier this year, even though they lost their point guard, Malachi Flynn, from last season. I would lean towards I would lean towards Syracuse. Uh, just in terms of their ability, ability to keep this thing within a, a possession. But I actually like this game live. If you can get Syracuse at a live bet around like plus six, plus six and a half, let's say SDSU starts off hot, I like the yeah. orange even more. Uh, Eli, just a few seconds left. If there's anything on Houston, Cleveland State you want to say or any uh, bets to win their region. Root against that that Cleveland State bench mob. I can't take it. I, I lost my Oakland <laughs> bet in the Horizon League title game, and that bench is is annoying to say the least. So go, go Cougars. Thanks, Eli. Three hours of Eli Herskovich on the Friday episode of BetQL Daily. Coming up next, it's uh, Joe Strowski, Ross Tucker. We're going to head out to Vegas, check in with Chuck Esposito, find out about the action at the books. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.